Welcome to Imagine Radio, featuring insights and opinions from thought leaders and subject matter experts in the HIM and healthcare industry to help you stay educated and informed. This is Imagine Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. Welcome back. I'm very excited to talk to our next guest, who's going to run off right after this, I think, to moderate a roundtable discussion. Please welcome Andrea Romero. She's the Chief Operating Officer of Imagine Solutions. Andrea, welcome. Thanks for swinging by. Thank you very much. I know we're keeping you from your roundtable here in a minute, so we'll. I just want to pick your brain a little bit on the kinds of things that you're going to talk about. I understand ICD-10 is the main topic. It is. So productivity surrounding ICD-10 has been a very hot topic for a lot of my friends and coworkers in the industry, as well as for the clients that we serve. So what I'm going to be talking about today is what are we seeing now with regard to productivity, coding productivity trends for ICD-10 that, and how that differs from what we saw in ICD-9 and what do we expect going forward? Well, talk a little bit about some of the major trends. So some of the major trends are that, you know, before the change to ICD-10, we were really expecting monumental change, like a 50% cut in productivity. The good thing is we didn't see that much. We saw more like a 20% decrease in productivity, and that's something that we're still working on today. And so when we look into exactly where are those decreases in productivity, we're finding that the biggest hit has been in inpatient coding. Hmm. So what I'm going to be talking about is, you know, how to deal with those changes in productivity. What can you do to help support your coding team? What can you do as an organization to help overcome those productivity decreases? I want to go back to the the 20% actual experience productivity Mm -hmm. hit versus 50. Mm -hmm. Was it just pessimism or what happened that you did such a better job? You, the industry, industry, did did such a better job. Well, you know, as an industry at whole, HIM professionals did a really amazing job of preparing for the ICD-10 change. We had, you know, several years to get ready. A lot of prep work went into that, and it was kind of a Y2K type event. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. the worst, yeah. and it didn't happen. And it was a non-event. Right. Thank goodness. Well, good for you. I guess good for the industry in that regard. 20% is still a heck of a mountain to overcome. And you said inpatient coding was the toughest or the most problematic part. Why? It was. Why? So the sheer volume of increased codes for inpatient coding was one of the biggest things we had to overcome. When you have a couple hundred thousand more codes that you're dealing with, and in conjunction with that, not only do you have to understand a couple hundred thousand more codes than you had to the day before, but it's explaining to the physicians and the caregivers, how do they need to document differently so that you can code all of these new, more precise codes? The the problem's at multiple different levels. Yeah, It's not something you can fix with just the coder. Correct. It's all all the other folks. Well, uh, what about other trends? You talked about productivity, the productivity hit from Mm -hmm. uh, the transformation ICD-10. What else? Yes. So, in addition to inpatient coding, we also saw hits in outpatient coding, um, not so much in the profi coding. That group, only 4% of the people in profi coding thought that there was a difference and a decrease in productivity. So, that group not impacted as much, which is nice. But other trends are like accounts receivable. And what kind of decrease or hit in your accounts receivable were experienced because of this decreased productivity? Mm-hmm. And what are healthcare organizations doing about that? So we found that the larger healthcare organizations had a lot more support. 
So they had larger revenue cycle teams. Support in in what specifically was on the teams? What kind of skill sets? Great question. So you have a larger revenue cycle team in general that can work together to make sure the AR gets back that. You have just more hands, more people available. These smaller and medium-sized hospitals, they may only have a couple people in the HIM department that know how to work a DNFB report. They can jump in and work edits and work denials. Whereas in the larger health systems, they can reroute people from other tasks to start an action plan, a task force to you know, work back down their AR from any denials. And I would think if there's a, a significant AR increase, it's relatively more painful for a smaller hospital than a larger one as yes. well. So and that's kind of a double hit. Yes. Well, I think a CFO from no matter what size the hospital is going to think their problem's the biggest. Of course. <laughs> of course. They don't know about my problems. Exactly. Those are the really big ones, right? Exactly. Talk a little bit about standards. Mm-hmm. And how good are they in the state of adoption? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all over the place. I think people are really struggling now to find what's the new normal? What should my mm-hmm. new standard be? And so we all know what the ICD-9 standards were, and we all got very comfortable with those for a long time. So what I've done is I take productivity data, and I slice it and dice it a few different ways. I no longer just look at productivity from number of charts coded per hour. It's kind of the old-fashioned way to do it now. Now I'm looking at it from the length of stay of the patients, from the case mix index, how acute, how difficult was that patient's stay, and then looking at it from um, the dollar amount, from discharges. Mm -hmm. So not just I code... Readmissions in there somewhere? Not exactly readmissions from this standpoint, but that's important to a hospital in general. But it's more of looking at the entire patient population that a coder's coding, because if they're coding the really difficult charts... The charts that are, you know, really long stays, they're over $100,000, you know, when it comes to the discharge dollar amount, um, those charts are going to take a lot longer to code than a chart that's, you know, an easy three-day stay or a mom and baby type stay. Those are easier, quicker Mm -hmm. to code. So really getting into the detail of productivity about what type of charts coders are coding um, will help you come up with new standards. How about the state of the tools to do Mm -hmm. all this data analysis? I know big data was a brand new term, what, Mm -hmm. five, six years ago. uh, And we're kind of matured. We, the IT industry, has Mm -hmm. matured in that. What's your perspective on on the quality of the tools? Yeah, so we have matured. And so for people that implemented EMRs, the next logical step is then looking at the analytics. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing that's with the all hard, that data? That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah. So now you have all these EMRs, you have all these reports, and you have all this information at your fingertips. What can you do with it? So these hospitals that have the big EMRs, the big encoding systems, they've got great reports at their fingertips that they can use to analyze this data. But then we still have a large volume of hospitals where you have to go into five different systems to code a chart. All these disparate systems, they don't necessarily talk to each other. And then the reporting that you have, it's just difficult to put together what your productivity standards should be. So those hospitals are still struggling. So I think, you know, after my session this afternoon, people are going to have some really good tools that they can use, even if they do are at one of those hospitals with all the disparate systems where they can come up with good productivity standards for their teams. Yeah, I hate to be negative, but it's important, I think, to identify the key obstacles and roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Have we already talked about 
key obstacles and roadblocks, like the mm-hmm. different data systems that you've got to go to to do the coding properly? Are there other, yeah. other issues that, that have yet to be talked about right here? Yep, there are. So, you know, having to go into five different systems is a definite roadblock. Not having IT interfaces between all the systems is a roadblock. But also having um, coders that are working on things other than coding. Do you still have coders following up on um, some more... Mundane? Mundane, Is that the right, I is guess. that a polite way to say it? Things that could be done by <laughs> someone, gotcha. yeah. you know, more in a secretarial function, right, right. following up on documentation, chasing down doctors to get queries back. That's really time-consuming and takes a coder away from their core function. If there's one thing you could fix, what would it be? If there was one thing, you had one a magic thing. wand and could wave it and, and make that problem go away. It would be one system where everything lives in harmony, where we only have to get to all information in one place. When will we get there? I know that's a a very tough question question. to answer. Any insights on that? Do you think we're getting close? Are the right kind of folks working on it? I think we're making leaps and bounds, but it's going to be a while before everyone's there. A couple decades before everyone's there, so you've I gotta, think. So you've you got to keep flogging everybody to solve that yes. to solve that problem. Andrea, I hate to say it, but we're, we're getting short on time. And I know you do have another commitment with this group as well. But before I let you go, I want to make sure folks know how to get a hold of you mm-hmm. so they can pick your brain a little bit more and get some answers to their own questions. How can folks reach out to you? So you can reach out to me via the Imagine website. And you can also email me at aromero at imaginesolutions.com. Excellent. Andrea Romero, Chief Operating Officer of Imagine Solutions. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us today. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. That wraps this segment. On behalf of my guest, Andrea Romero, I'm Todd Youngblood, Imagine Radio. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Imagine Radio. 